critical thinking is the most important skill you can have when you're living in a world that seems to have lost its mind. Everyone out there is trying to tell you what to think. I want to teach you how to think. In every episode, I'm exposing the logical fallacies being used by advertisers, politicians, influencers, news outlets, social media memes, and maybe even your own best friend. Warning, listening to this podcast will cause you to see bad thinking everywhere. Welcome to the Filter Through a Brain Cell podcast. Hey, what is up, thinkers? Kathy Gibbons here, and I apologize. I am still fighting this head cold, so if I sound a little bit stuffy still, that is why. But anyways, welcome back to another episode of the Filter Through Brain Cell podcast. We are working on winding down season one, but let me just tell you this. If you're new to this podcast and just recently started to listen, I'd really like to encourage you to go back to episode one, start listening in sequential order. This is not one of those podcasts where the newer episodes are the latest and greatest information and older episodes are no longer relevant. No, that's not how this works. The way I've created this podcast is as a resource to be utilized and revisited, sort of like you do with a book. So I really want to invite newer listeners to go start at the beginning and listen through from episode one on, because I really build on what you learn in earlier episodes as we go. All right, so I just wanted to share that because I've had a lot of new followers lately, and um, I really encourage you to go back and start with episode one. So let's start off today's um, episode with a quick review of a fallacy that we learned earlier this season, the I'm entitled to my opinion fallacy. And yes, that is a real fallacy. So this is a statement that's often used as justification for holding a certain belief or a viewpoint, despite evidence to the contrary, despite evidence that it's wrong. And it's important to note that, yes, of course, everyone is entitled to their own opinions, but that doesn't mean all opinions are equally valid or deserving of respect. And some opinions are based on facts, logic, and evidence, while others are not. And quite frankly, these days, a lot of people confuse opinions with disagreement. And they think that, well, I don't like that, so my opinion is that it's not true. Well, that doesn't change the fact of whether it's true or not. So the question to ask if you're facing the I'm entitled to my own opinion fallacy is this. Are they choosing to believe a fact or an opinion? So I really encourage you to go back and review or hear about this fallacy, um, and you can go back and check it out in episode 110. Would you like your kids to learn how to think for themselves and be able to teach themselves anything? Well, this show's sponsor, Classical Conversations, is a homeschool program that does just that. This is the homeschool program we've been using for the past 11 years. We love it. It has been so good for our family. Um, in Classical Conversations, we, we, we meet once, once a week in community with other families who are all on the same path. And students learn the tools of learning and good thinking. If you'd like more info, if you're considering homeschooling and want to just check it out as a possible option for your family, I actually have two free ebooks for you. Just go to classicalconversations.com forward slash Gibbons, that's G-I-B-B-E-N-S, fill out the form and you get immediate access to those two free ebooks. And you can also get more information and see if this might be a good fit for your family. Okay, let's dive into today's new fallacy, the politician's syllogism. 
And I know you may be thinking, what did she just say? Syllogism? What is a syllogism? So let me define that word for you before I get into the fallacy. So a syllogism is a term used in formal logic to describe the way an argument is structured. Typically, there are two premises and a conclusion in a syllogism. But let me give you a simple example, and this will kind of make it make sense. Here is an example of a syllogism. All flowers need light. All roses are flowers, therefore all roses need light. Okay, that's a syllogism. There's two premises and there's a conclusion. And there are a bunch of variations of syllogisms, but it's just basically a way of structuring an argument so that you can see if the arguments are true and or if they're valid. So, Back to our fallacy for today. And by the way, I am going to be teaching a little bit more about syllogisms in my um, in Brain Cell University, which is part of my uh, crazy thinkers. So if you want more info about that, an easy way for your student to learn logic and to really get the fallacies down, go get on my wait list. It's going to be opening next month. Um, filter it through braincell.com forward slash crazy. And you can get on the wait list to be the first to learn about that. Okay, back to our fallacy for today. The politician's syllogism. The politician's syllogism fallacy is also called the we have to do something fallacy. And it usually happens when there's been a tragedy or when something terrible has occurred. So it sounds like this. We have to do something. This is something. Therefore, we have to do this. And when I say this, I mean whatever their solution is, X, Y, Z, it could be a plan, it could be money, it could be whatever. So then the politician can pat himself on the back and say, look at me, I did something about this problem. But the real question is, did that something actually help? Okay, so let me break this down. Let me give you a silly, simple example of this fallacy. Your dad keeps tripping over all the shoes in the entry of your house, which is dangerous and mostly highly annoying. So he says, we have got to do something about all these messy shoes right inside the door. You know what would solve the problem? Getting rid of all you kids' shoes. Honey, get a trash bag. We're going to clean up this mess. Okay, so do you see the fallacy? There was a problem which had to be fixed. Dad had a solution, which was throwing away all the shoes. Therefore, they had to throw away all the shoes. Okay, but is that really the only solution? Is that really the best solution? How about getting a shelf? How about getting a basket to put the shoes in? How about, right, X, Y, Z? There's, we could fill in the blanks with a number of other potential solutions. All right, here's another one. And yes, I am going to exaggerate a little bit just to help make the point a little easier to understand. So the new mayor of the city says, poverty and homelessness are a huge problem that must be addressed. My plan to raise the minimum wage to $50 an hour will make a difference. So the city council must approve my plan. All right, so there's a problem and this mayor has a plan. But the question has to be asked, is it the best plan? Is it the only plan? Are there other plans that could or should be considered here? What are the second and third order effects of implementing this plan, like businesses not being able to afford to pay $50 an hour and therefore shutting down and the effects that that will have on poverty in the city? So again, just because there's a problem and somebody doesn't have a plan doesn't mean that you should therefore implement that plan. Now, the reason this fallacy is effective and people use it is because when something bad happens, we have an emotional response to it. 
we naturally want to do something. We want to do anything to fix the problem or to make sure it never happens again. And there's nothing wrong with that. The problem, however, comes when a person capitalizes on this desire to fix things by just offering any solution without actually proving that the solution they're offering will really fix the problem or will really prevent it from happening again. Just because it's a solution doesn't mean it's the right solution or even a good solution. Here's another, let me close out by giving you another real life example of the politician's syllogism. In 1942, just a few months after the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, President Roosevelt signed an order that resulted in more than 110,000 Japanese Americans living in the U.S. on the Pacific coast being forced into what were called relocation camps, really just a version of concentration camps, in order to quote-unquote do something about after the attack. People were afraid. People were afraid that the Japanese were going to hurt them. And so in order to do something and solve the problem, they rounded up these Japanese Americans and put them in camps. The order stayed in place for four years before it was overturned by Truman. I think it was Truman that overturned it. And then these people got released. And after they were released, they faced discrimination still. And lots of them had lost their homes and their belongings. And it wasn't until 1988 that President Ronald Reagan signed the Civil Liberties Act and the remaining survivors of of these relocation camps were sent formal letters of apology and they were awarded $20,000 in restitution from the U.S. government. So you can see that this idea of we must do something, this is something, so therefore we must do this is not always a good idea. So the question to ask when you're faced with the politician's syllogism fallacy is this. Is that really the best solution to the problem? Is that really the best solution to the problem? Okay, y'all, that's it for today. Remember, when you learn how to think, you will no longer fall prey to those who are trying to tell you what they want you to think. And it all starts with asking one simple question. Is that really true? I would love to hear from you. Do you have questions about fallacies and cognitive biases? Are you now starting to see and hear them everywhere around you too? Well, send them in. They just might get featured on the podcast. You can email them to me at think at filteritthroughabraincell.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at filteritthroughabraincell. And if you want to be notified about when new episodes come out and all the things that we're doing, go to www.filteritthroughabraincell.com and sign up to receive email updates. I would love it if you would help us on our mission to teach society how to think well. Please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this podcast with people in your life.